You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. listeners and we're back again yes last week i know we posted 254 kind of a few days late but that week there was lots of news and last week there was basically no news and also i felt a bit under the weather so uh you know uh nick and i and jim decided to take a rain check and come back this week when there would be some more news which of course there is there is now actual news so hello nick hello simon and hello jim i, I hope other people do oh sorry go on go on nick i was just going to say i hope other people have the same sort of problems that i do i i've just uh, i've just received an email to say that um uh, my i've got uh, like a domain name that you have to renew every month um for free but uh, every month and, um you every just have month? to go in and and set it well it's it's a uh, what do they call it um it's not actually a domain name it's a uh, it's like for redirecting my um my storage so that people okay. can get to it from the outside oh okay um uh, and um i do this so often it drives me mad so i i went in and clicked on the button to say yes please renew me for another month and then i closed it and then realized that of course my show notes were also on another tab (laughs) (laughs) i'm always doing that i always do it and i think oh here we go again i've just closed safari you closed Ah. the window not you know close learn to close the tab not the window yeah close the tab not the window there we go at least safari anyway uh, yes i'm okay thank you simon but Safari does have a restore all previous tabs that is an option. Uh, yes, I mean, it wasn't difficult to get back on this occasion, but I do it so often. <laughs> yeah. I, I do it when I'm putting the church magazine together as well. It drives I, me mad. I think the thing is, some of us who are, you know, of a, an older generation before everything was tabbed don't think so much about multiple tabs. And uh, we tend to just close the window. As if yeah, it's all... yeah, it's possibly that. The old, yeah, you I'm know, just old <laughs> from the from the days when everything was single single windows, and you would have yeah, multiple that's right. windows. That's probably where I came from. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I've done the same myself. Sometimes I've clicked the window closed and gone. No, I just wanted to close the tab. Why have I done that? Anyway, never mind. Never mind that. We'll get on to that later. And Jim is here. Hello, Jim. After some technical difficulties with, um microphones and sound levels you are here hello jim i forgot to put the shilling in the meter (laughs) i thought i thought was was something you had behind the bar (laughs) (laughs) again you've got to be of a certain age to understand putting a shilling in the meter haven't you only people our age understand that um you know all the young'uns will be going what the hell are they talking about a shilling in the meter. Uh, yep. This week, this week, I uh, I've been away for a few days, and I spent one day on the uh, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire railway, and uh, they'd got some signs up saying, you know, uh, that this, this property is, uh, you know, you're prohibited from coming onto the property. Um, anyone found invading will be charged forty shillings. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I thought that was probably a lot of money in those days. And then I, I couldn't remember how many shillings were in a pound. I had to ask someone. <laughs> 20. 20 shillings so to the pound. Ago. That's two pound. Yes, that's 40 right. shillings. So it is... would have been two a two pound fine. Which would actually be... At a, t- at a time when probably the fare was, you know, threepence. Yep. Actually, uh, a two pound fine when they probably wrote that would probably be worth about 500 quid these days at least i'll be honest. yeah yeah it was a yeah. huge amount of money anyway never mind actually the other day i saw a five pence laying on the floor a 5p piece and i said to somebody <laughs> yeah. i found i found a shilling and i went what i said it's a shilling it's a shilling and they went what do you want i said that 5p is worth one shilling and 10 10 is worth two bob and of course they just looked at me completely blankly because they got no idea <laughs> what i'm talking about i said yes, yes well, i'm a bit the, older the, than the you, first, you know. <laughs> yeah the first the first guy i i was there was, there was a guy standing next to me uh, uh and uh, i meant i said how much was it and i said oh you probably won't remember that will you and he mm. said uh no, I, I was born in 1972 and i said ah mm-hmm. oh, missed it by uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, as I recall, you know, this has got nothing to do with Apple, has it? But never mind, we'll go on one of our wild rambles. I remember, <laughs> I believe it was 1969, but I could be wrong. I had uh, my grandmother bought me a little le- uh, plastic pouch with the decimal money in, which had not yet been introduced, but was going oh, to be introduced. Yeah. And I had a little plastic wallet, a bit bigger than a credit card wallet, I suppose. And had a halfpenny, a penny, a 2p, a 5p, a 10p. There wasn't any 20p originally, was there? That was introduced later. I don't think there was, no. There was a 50, though, wasn't there? And a 50, yeah, right. The pound coin and the 20p came later. Anyway, that was the thing. And I had that for years and years. God knows where it is now, but, you know, that was one of those things that, you know, your grandmother would buy you as a commemorative gift. She used to buy me those um, half crowns as well that they used to bring oh, out. Yeah. You know, half a half crown for the jubilee or a half crown for the royal wedding or whatever. You know, uh, there we go. Now look, look, us old geezers reminiscing about the you know the days of LSD. And no, that's not about um, <laughs> a psychedelic. By the way. Uh, well, I've I've got a problem with the transport in Glasgow because I've got a black plastic token for mm-hmm. travelling on the trams, but they won't take it on the bus. Oh, weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah. How very weird is that? <laughs> is it specifically for the trams? Well, obviously it is, but... Yes, but to- we're, talk- we're talking something like 40 years ago <laughs> or more <laughs> since there were trams in Glasgow. Ah, right. Because, <laughs> okay. of course, you can't... Oh, there are modern trams. <laughs> yes, yes. No, there's... The, at one time, um, you could prepay by getting these wee tokens, and you just put the token in there, or gave it the clippy. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a clippy. Uh, I haven't heard the word uh, clippy for years. Oh, dear. Come on, get off, as they say. <laughs> really? You having a laugh? Oh, no. <laughs> oh dear! Go oh. on, Simon. Go on, get on with the show. Otherwise, we'll be here till we'll be here till midnight. Like midnight, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, well, we're there's not a huge <clears throat> amount of stories, but there's some stump stories. So let's 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 start with the first story. So, uh, let, you know, cracking on with the show. 
The music lives on from Apple. Obviously, Apple this week have discontinued the last living iPod. The iPod Touch Gen 7 is discontinued. And uh, despite, um, as Alastair pointed out, uh, you know, in the in the Slack, several podcasters have been disingenuous. Disingenuous. Bloody, I can't say it. Well, right. Smart arsely. <laughs> Saying, oh, was Apple... (laughs) I see feeling much for the iPod. Indeed. Quite right. Well done, Jim. (laughs) Was, um, you know, have, you know, are Apple still selling that? Well, they all know damn well Apple has been selling that. So anybody who pretends they don't know that Apple is still selling the iPod Touch is being disingenuous. Thank you. I've managed it that time. Um, yeah. we've talked about the iPod <laughs> Touch in the past, haven't we? And I, I guess I had it was one of two things for me. And I know Jim's got a lot to say about this, which is we'll we'll let Jim have his say in a minute. But I thought, right, the iPod Touch. There's a lot to recommend it in very many ways, but the iPod Touch Gen Seven was so so old and so so out of date. Mm-hmm. It was like, if you're going to keep it going, Apple, you need to seriously update. You need to bring it up to, I don't know, iPhone 8 or maybe XR spec, you know, without the phone components, obviously, and sell it at a competitive price. But they were still selling what was, I don't know, what, basically an iPhone 6, I think, with no phone components. And it was 300 dollars I believe. I don't know. Um, and I said previously it needs to either be seriously updated or you know taken around the back of the barn and shot in the back of the head and um they've opted to take it around the back of the barn and shoot it in the head um it's the end of an era for sure that's the last ipod it's gone um i'm not sure how i feel about that but i know i know jim's got a lot to say so i think we should hand over to jim to have his say um in a way, I suppose it was the forgotten device. That's probably why uh, people are saying that they, th- that they didn't realise it was still there. I don't think Apple really advertised it um, or promoted it in any way. I don't remember seeing it in any of the Apple stores that I've been into during recent times. Um, so it's it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, I mean, the last update they gave it, really did surprise people because most folk thought they were going to just get rid of it. But they did actually give it a wee upgrade a couple of years ago. Uh, what, what I had hoped for was a new generation one rather than it being dropped. Uh, one that would have a full-size display rather than having the uh, tiny wee screen that the current one had. Yeah, because it was still, what, um, four I, inches or something? Or four and a half inches? Oh, it was, it was like an iPhone 5 mm. uh, in, in looks. Um, what I'd hoped for was uh, a, a device not only for watching uh, videos and listening to podcasts and music on, but a device that had the um, the three camera elements installed, you know, like the iPhone 12, 13, whatever number we're on to now, uh, with a full screen with the movie or the movie stuff that they have on the new iPhone, uh, iPhone um, Pros. And have an actual, a nice, small, compact uh, 
you know, all around movie, a movie recording, movie making, editing device with music and, you know, a, a, something that uh, you could carry without having to have an iPhone. I, um, I, I suppose I, the, the big question Nick, is go going on. to be, what what was the difference in price between the iPad as it was and the lowest end iPhone? I, well, the uh, iPod. Because if there wasn't much difference, if there wasn't much difference, then what what's the point of the iPod? Why th- not just have a really low end phone? I think the point came that the iPod I think was still three hundred dollars. Don't quote me on that, but for in you know in my mind it was three hundred. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, right? And you're talking about a machine that is seriously out of date, running a really old mm-hmm. processor, A eight or something like that, uh, with a small screen. Not not very good uh, camera. Not a great camera, etc., etc. And mm. a lot of people, I think, would have liked to see it updated. You know, brought up to a more modern spec. But I think at that point, the the price difference between that and something like an iPhone SE, um, particularly in America, where mm. you mm-hmm. have to buy the phone rather than get it with your contract. You know, here in Europe, you can still get a phone on contract. Um, but you could probably have bought an iPhone SE for not much more and not bothered to take a contract on it and use that as a modern iPod. See, um, see I think that the problem, looking at look at it from a purely business point of view, it doesn't make any sense for them to extend it any further. Yeah. Because yeah. they'd have to, uh, from what Jim was saying, you're talking a new form factor for it, yeah, making it look more like the, the more modern phones. So you've got to tool a completely different device. Well, no, I don't with think all so. The, with all the with all the modern with all the modern bits stuck in it, and well, then sell that as a different device. I, 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 I don't see financially. I don't see how it makes I, sense. I, I don't see it makes any sense to Apple. No, I don't see it makes any sense for right. Apple. Um, I understand why they killed it. If you if you look at it as a standalone, if you look at it as a standalone device, um, it's given you. It would get would have given you. An iPhone 13, say, uh, with all its camera stuff, all I, the stuff I, we can use. I would, I would have uh, said... But for the... Right, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you too much, Jim, because I know you've got plenty to well, say. Well, I, I was just going to... I was going to say, I would I would have expected, if they're going to update it, right, to go to something like the XR. Take the XR, strip out the phone, and sell that as an iPod Touch. But... I think the no, price but... difference is just not enough. It's just not enough. You can you can buy an iPhone, a refurbished iPhone XR, which is a fabulous phone. Amazon was selling them for two hundred and fifty dollars. So that's actually cheaper than a <laughs> cheaper than an iPod Touch. Buy a refurbished yeah. XR and don't bother to put a SIM card in it, and you're laughing. But, so... but the, the, there's there's one thing it's forgotten about. You have to have now. You have to have an iPhone to get all this. You know the camera, the uh, recording ability, editing ability. If you've got a an Android phone, you've got that means you've got now got to buy an Apple phone rather than having an iPod. That would have been you know if you made an iPod that did all the, the, the had all the bells and whistles apart from the phone part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they might have bought into that Android users for movie making, mm, but now. Right. The option is either go for an iPhone or I, I th- not. I think Android, to be fair, you know, modern Android 
the days when Android was, you know, streets behind iOS are long gone. You know, I talk to my friends who have modern Android, and they are basically pretty much identical to the iPhone. All right, they have, you know, they have their own quibbles and problems, and then so do we on iOS. The difference, it's like the difference between Windows and Mac. 20 years ago, the difference between Windows and Mac and Linux were huge. Now, they're tiny because everything converges on the zeitgeist of how we think about how a device should work. You know, everybody's microwave is pretty much the same. Everybody's oven is pretty much the same. When these things become commonplace, they converge on the zeitgeist of how people feel things should work. And so if you go and look at Ubuntu, it's not that much different from the Mac OS or Windows. And you have some choices in Ubuntu about whether you would like to have a Mac-style um, menu bar or the Windows-style menu bars on the Windows. Yeah, you can. there's a box. It's like, I want a Mac-style menu bar or I want the Windows-style menu bar. You can go to... You know, Windows is Windows, but yeah. I, I can assure you these days the difference between Windows 11 and Mac OS is way, way less. Yeah, I, d- I don't believe I don't believe there's lots and lots of Android users who want to be Apple users. In all honesty, not anymore. No, um, no. People make you, a decision. And you they make a decision, and you buy into an ecosystem. You buy into the Google, you know, uh, ecosystem with you know Google Drive and you know all the Google services. Or you choose to go Apple and you buy into the Apple services, and I don't I, think I, I think I still I'm still thinking this is this is when you start to think about it financially, this doesn't make sense. So if no. if, you, if you did put all the modern if you did take all the modern gubbins and just took the phone out as you suggested, um, well, well think... then you're going to charge almost you're going to charge almost the same as the phone for it because yes, that's precisely. what Apple do. Apple don't. It, Apple won't say we'll sell that for half. They'll no. say we'll sell it for almost the same. In oh. which case, people are going to look at it and say, "Yeah, for an extra fifty quid, I could have a phone." So why yeah. would I not spend the extra fifty quid? Precisely. And or yeah, I, I, financially, or, I, I I can understand why they've let it and go. And if you if so. you're talking about buying it for I don't know a young child and you don't want them to have access to the phone, right? Yes. Well, just even so, for the extra $50, buy the phone with all the extra functions and don't put a SIM card in it. At the moment, then, it's still available on the, the, it's still available on the, app, the Apple Store. Um, I don't think they are, selling, really. Yeah, it's £199. Buy your iPod Touch. So they must still have some of the stock yet. Because I've got several stories in the thing here saying they sold out. Well, what was left was sold out in no time flat. But maybe yeah, that's based on the, the US. US store. Though. They may yep. be in the US. Yeah, yeah that is true. Mm-hmm. But in the you US. one for £199, 32 gig. How much? £199 for the 32 gig. £199. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for. But don't, but... Don't, you think, don't you think that. Um, I mean, when you. If you step back, I, I told you last time, I think, Simon, I was helping a, a, a church friend who had yes. got herself a bit mixed up with her with our iPhone. Uh, I found it incredibly frustrating trying to describe things to her because things had changed yes. since she bought hers. You know, stuff was different. You got to menus in different ways because the phones have changed. Yep. And um, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Things move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, uh, I... 
I think I'll be honest. Say, to bring the iPod, I think to bring the iPod up to date would have, would have just cost Apple too much. They'd, well, they wouldn't have cost them too much. They would they, they wouldn't get their required it, margin. It, on well, it, I, d- I just don't think it's worthwhile. It's you know I'll be honest. There were only two options in my mind. It has to be seriously upgraded, mm-hmm. right? In which case, it would probably cost nearly as much as a basic, you know, one of the lower end iPhones, like an SE or, yeah, or you know, uh, a refurbished XR or something like that. In which case, why well, just buy a refurbished XR and don't put a SIM card in it? I don't know. I from Apple's point of view, I think it's a yeah, yeah. And Apple it's, don't it's ca- what... Apple don't care. They've never cared about killing products, have they? I mean, Steve no. famously. You know, there was the iPod Classic, as we're talking about the iPod. There's the iPod Classic, which lots of people are absolutely seriously in love with, which obviously was based on a, I I believe it was a 1.9-inch spinning hard drive. Um, And there's a huge refurb market for people who hold those to take out the 1.9-inch spinning hard drive and put in an SSD so that you can now keep your iPod Classic with all its, you know, lovely touchy wheel and all the whole thing um and then they had the ipad uh, ipod not ipad ipod mini which was a massive seller right it was a huge seller and then steve came out and went ipod mini is dead we're replacing it with the ipod nano which was the thing about the size of a credit card do you remember that one little tiny thing maybe not even yeah, as yeah. Big as a I had a nano. yeah now i've got one of those yeah yeah so I had a Nano. Yeah, I, cool. I bought a Nano. I bought one for my wife and one for my daughter, who was I don't know, six, seven, eight at the time. And um, they got used quite a lot. Yeah, we had little docks you could put them in to make with speakers and all that stuff. And um, then they kind of fell out of use. Nobody was using them. And then there was a there was a battery recall, right? Apple issued a battery recall on early iPod Nanos. Then there could be a fault in the batteries, and if you if you qualified, you could send your iPod Nano back to be repaired or replaced. So it's like okay, so we checked the serial numbers on them, sent them back, and um, what happened was there was such a response to that that Apple actually ran out of replacement Nano uh, original, you know, iPod Nano ones. So what they sent me back was two iPod Nano fours, which were the ones that looked like the shuffle. Do you remember yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I ended up wearing up. I ended up wearing mine as a watch for several years because. Oh yes, would, I remember that. You yeah. could buy a strap. You could get, just buy a sports strap, and it because of the way it clipped on, you could just wear it as a watch. So I ended up wearing. I never wore it. I never used it as an iPod. I just used it. As, I just used it as a watch. You know, an Apple yeah. Watch before there was an Apple Watch. So I, I've just done a quick search. I've just done a quick search on Amazon. Uh, and 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 uh, it says renewed, so I'm guessing yeah, it's refurbished. That's the equivalent um, of a refurb, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Apple iPhone SE second gen, sixty four gig, red, two hundred and four quid. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it'd be difficult to justify the the um, the iPod. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had is... an iPod Classic. Um, I gave it to my brother some years ago. I've been meaning to ask him if he's still got it because I would like to get it back if he, if he has got it. Because uh, they're, they're going for like three three hundred and odd quid now. Oh, yeah, they, 
Right. Yeah, the, well, the classics, okay. people yeah. have got, a, you know, they've yeah. become kind of almost collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, they've become I've heard, almost collectible. Yeah. I've had uh, two iPods over the years. One was the, you remember the chewing packet, chewing gum packet? Oh, one. the, um, what was that, the first one or the shuffle? I think that was the second generation one. Uh, it was just a long lodging, yeah. like a, like no, a that, that's the one. chewing gum. That's the one I had, yeah. yeah Wasn't no, that the no, first? No, that yeah, was the first no one. No display. Yeah. That was the first no, one. No, the first one, was that, no, the, was that not the wee tiny wee one? Or oh, maybe one? it was a, <clears throat> I, okay. I remember the one. I remember, what was it, iPod uh, Shuffle? Well, iPod Shuffle. I had I had that one, and I've got this. I think it's a nano. I've got which yeah. it still fires up, mm. but the battery's done. Yeah, yeah, uh, done. And I don't think iTunes would recognise it now. Um, you were talking about what was the mm. wee one again? The tiny one. Well, there was the mini shuffle. Well, there was the one you used as a watch. Well, I ha- that was a mine was a nano. I don't know version four, which was in the same right. form factor as the shuffle. Oh no, not the shuffle. Was it the shuffle? Yeah, I don't know. They used to have a little tiny a, one. The one with the display, tiny, tiny wee one with the display. Yeah, but you could get a, you could like you were saying you could get a, a strap for it, and make it into a watch. Mm. Well, that that's now been replaced by one device, the Apple Watch. Yeah, you know, you can play, but... you can you can play. You can play music and podcasts on the watch. Mm. So in a way, that's the replacement for the iPod, I suppose. The, the, the truth is, times have moved on, and the iPod's time yeah. is done. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It just yeah. And well, we, you know, people. And I looked at getting an iPod Touch. Mm. I, I had I had I had looked at getting an iPod Touch, and the reason for that was I was wanting to do away with the iPhone. Yeah, I was thinking about going to back to the dumb phone. And the idea was, the idea was, I would have the dumb phone as my phone, and the iPod Touch as you know for everything else. But what killed it for me was the fact that it had never been upgraded. No. Um, so that's what stopped me buying it. So yeah, it, it's had its time. It has had you, its you, time. You'd, you'd again, Jim. You'd have been better off saying, right, what I'll do is I'll buy a dumb phone for my phone, and mm. I'll take my XR and I'll pull the SIM card what? out of it and use that. That, that. that is something I'm actually thinking about. Turning the the XR into or the ten R into um, an iPod and getting a dumb phone. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've just posted into the show notes uh, a visual history of the Apple iPod mm-hmm. um, from um, who's who, or older for a PC Mag, um, oh. and it's got all all of them there. So there was a two thousand and two iPod two G. Where have you where have you uh, stuck a it? Two thousand and three iPod three G. Oh, it's here we are. Show notes. I look back. Yeah, that was the one that scared everybody at the price. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking through. I think the one I so this was my very first Apple product ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the 2005 mm-hmm. iPod Nano, which is the really thin one and t- tall and thin. Yeah, the the, the uh, original with the screen on top. Original Nano. Yeah. Um yeah. Right. Where, where 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 have you put it, Nick? Uh, should be in the show notes. Uh, I just not. I'm not right. in the show notes. In the in the uh, oh, in the slap in, in the in, in the wire. Sorry, in the wire. No. Sorry. Right, I'll put it. I <laughs> yeah, will... It was the iPod Nano I had, but it wasn't in two G. So what's what's the I will 2G? put that. I will move that into the show notes. Then I'm going to move that. So into the two G has, if, as already you can see it, Jim. Whether you've got it up in front of you, but it's got a, a screen with a. It, it's got a round thing, but it's got like 
an outer rim of what looked like buttons on it. I yeah, that's, what, that's that. the one I've got. But it's, it's not a bit crazy, oh, you know. Well, the, the original classic had actual a click oh, wheel that... with buttons, didn't it? And then they changed oh, to the touch wheel. The 2G, I oh, think. Right. Yes. Oh, the... It was iPod Shuffle I had, I think, or the or the many. That was, I'm looking at the second generation one with the rounded corners. See the see the one that Steve Jobs holding in the in the the, the video. Mm. That's the one I've got. That's the Nano. Yeah, ah, yep, the Nano. Yeah, the first. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the first one I had, Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was the Mini, got it. and then there was the right. So the one you see in that video, 2005 iPod Nano, iPod Shuffle, iPod Mini, iPod. Blah, 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 blah. Right? The iPod Nano is the one, like, about the size of a credit card, right? Mm-hmm. The iPod Shuffle, the original iPod Shuffle, I think, is the one that Nick's talking about, which was about the size of a stick of gum, right? Yeah, that's not sure. I remember for the first couple of weeks, at the end, if you went to Apple's um, website and clicked on it, if you scrolled down through all the specs about the Shuffle, it, it, at the bottom it said, iPod Shuffle is not gum. Do not eat iPod Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, because the uh, the Shuffle didn't have a screen, did it? No, no, no it didn't have a screen. Now, yeah. No, that was the whole point. Was it was yeah, a little? If, you can actually see you can actually see them, Jim. There's some links just beneath the uh, mm-hmm. the video. Yeah, and if you click on them, it gives you a picture of the. Oh, it's got iPad Nano. Yeah, that's definitely the one I had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first iPod Nano. Very thin, excellent sound quality. It was a mm-hmm. bloody brilliant piece of kit. Honestly, it was because it was the first SSD one. It had no yeah, hard drive. It could store quite a lot of songs. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, there were various versions. And then um, later, the, the the second iPod Shuffle was the one that looked again had no screen, but looked like um, a watch. Okay. Yes, I can see that one. That's a little bit lower down. Yeah, yeah, a little bit lower down. And then I think the there was an iPod. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Lots of other things. Yeah, the the, oh, the rest of, of these videos. I've just got blank screens. Oh no, don't worry about it. But there was a, there was an iPod Nano, and I think it was iPod Nano 4G. Okay, which was the shape of the original shuffle or whatever, but it had a screen on it, and you could use it as a watch. You could clip it onto a strap and um as i say my original nano got recalled for a battery recall and uh, they sent me back two of the ones the the, the little watch sized ones so i actually you use yeah. it I'd, as a watch i'd for forgotten years. i'd forgotten that they did quite so many different ones mm-hmm. through yeah. this list that they, they, they really are a huge number of different ones they were a massive oh, product yeah. They really were a massive product. I mean, they had, um, you know, there was yeah. the, the, the cla- various the, um... classics, and then there was the minis, which were huge. I don't think enough people give enough clout to the um, the minis, the first minis, the ones that yeah, had the rounded look, which had a you know the touch wheel and um, the rounded edges, and they came in a bunch of colours. You could get them in pink and blue and gold and God That's knows right. what. Right. Then there was the Nano, which was the one sort of, you know, I don't know, like a not much bigger than a credit card or a kind of... Oh, anyway, there were there were hundreds. If you actually dig into the history yeah, lots of the of different iPod, ones. there yeah, were uh, Jim, where it says Jim, where it says 2G on this, it mm. means second generation. I've, I've realised that now. If you go into Amazon and look up Apple iPod Classic, 
you can get one yeah. varying from one hundred thirty nine ninety nine up to two hundred ninety quid uh, in various that's sizes. That's quite a lot, uh, refurbished. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a big market, right? There mm. really is a big market for people with very early, you know, Gen ones with the actual pressy buttons and mm. uh, the 3G, which like dropped the buttons and went for the touch wheel. There's a huge market for um, for refurbing those. We're taking out the hard drive and sticking in a modern little SSD. Um, there really is a big market for those. Right, shall we move on to another story? Yeah, and then? Meantime, so yeah. In, in a seamless segue, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they all sold out, didn't they, in mm. the US stores? Because mm-hmm. suddenly yeah, everyone the, thought I ought to buy one of those. The, the minute they were removed from yeah, Apple Sing, they apparently, in the US at least, sold out in no time flat. Apparently in Europe you can still well, get them because we're not so... Yeah, we we all know what that is though, don't we? That, so in so in another 10 years or 20 years, people can say, sell them for a lot more. Oh yeah, I've got... A, <laughs> when I've everyone's got, thrown theirs away. I've got... A, a, yeah, I've, I've got another story about that in a minute and we'll get on to that. But um, let's do the Apple stories before we go into more rambling. Okay, so load of stuff about the iPod Touch. Um, this one I really liked, okay? This is, I invited Tim Cook to speak at my graduation and he gave me this this advice. Um, this is about um, a girl who is deaf and was attending, I believe, um, Galudet, Galudet, I believe is probably how you pronounce it, but the Americans might pronounce it Galudet University. The only university in the world which is dedicated to deaf and hard of hearing students. And um, I won't go into great depth because it's quite a long article. But basically, uh, she was deaf and she got into the uh, Galladay University and then COVID hit. And so she had to work remotely. And Apple helped her very much by, you know, making sure that the deaf and hard of hearing pupils at this university were provided with the correct tech to do so. And um, she... Details in this, you know, uh, piece on Elite Daily, how she plucked up the courage to send a signing um, invitation to Tim Cook to come and give a commencement speech, thinking that there was no way he would do any such thing. Um, And he did. And uh, so, obviously, read the article because, you know, she asked him some questions about various things. I'm not going to go into them all now. Um, But... uh, I guess the, the the biggest piece, you know, is there's various questions, right? Like, do you have any advice for young people? Uh, do, you, do you think technology... I think the one that I found most interesting was, do you think technology can make the world more inclusive and accessible? Okay. Um, and uh, she's asked him some fairly piercing questions and he answered them very, um, you know, very honestly, I believe. So go read that. That's well worth a read. And um, secondly, uh, to go with that, there's also a similar article, which is um, Tim Cook delivers the commencement speech at Gallaudet University and highlights accessibility, which are two stories about the same thing. But this this girl, woman, young woman, I suppose I should say, um, asked Tim Cook 
politely if he would give a commencement address at the university for deaf people. And she said, oh, I'll just get a polite notice saying, no, thank you. And he said, yes, I will. And he came and he gave a commencement address. And uh, uh, both of those stories are worth reading. And it's Mm -hmm. Tim Cook, I guess, standing up to what he says he believes in. You know, diversity, inclusion, accessibility, why... um, I like this... uh... I like this. I like this answer. That so it says. Do you have any advice for young people, and especially for deaf and hard of hearing young people who want to get into the tech industry? And he says, keep your curiosity. Curiosity yes. should stay with you your entire lifetime. Keep asking the question why, and keep asking it over and over again until you get good answers. And when there isn't a good answer, that's an that's indication where that something needs to change. This yeah, needs to be good. fixed. It's very good. It's a great article. I mean, he gives several answers to several things. Some of them are very simple. Do you like, you know, do you prefer tea or coffee? Whatever, you know, sort of typical American question. But he's, you know, (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. But some of them are much more penetrating. And he gives, you know, what I believe are probably deeply heartfelt responses. Um, I think think we've learned over the years that he's quite a thoughtful guy anyway, isn't he? Obviously. Whether you... You know, I know Jim is not a fan of Tim as the CEO of Apple, no, but no. I believe that Tim Cook, whether you consider him to be a good CEO of Apple or not, is A, very talented at what he does, and B, a deeply caring person. And he does make sure that Apple Seems can, to be. you know, that Apple contribute to things like, you know, diversity to you know, flood relief to disaster relief to, you know, whatever it is, whatever, humanitarian crises, um, social movements, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, obviously, you know, he's openly gay. Um, so, you know, he cares about LGBTQ type things. Um, you see, and I think a company the size of Apple needs to have that kind of voice. It does. And that's what... very influential. And that's what he says, isn't it? In, the, in one of the answers, he says, yeah. we need to have a very... In order to produce the best products for everyone, we need to have a very diverse workforce um, and a very diverse pool of people putting in their info because that way, you know, deaf people, blind people people with other physical disabilities, whatever, feed us information that those of us who are not any of those things might not think about. And we, oh, feed, yeah, we, we feed that to our engineers and go, uh, what was the story we had the other, the other day, Nick? It was the one about you can, you can turn off Siri, isn't it? You can turn off Siri, but then have your phone listen out for things like fire alarms. Which, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And which, you know, for many people might sound absolutely stupid, but if you're hard of hearing or, you know, hard of seeing or whatever, you know, you That's you right. might really appreciate that. The You know, the ability to have the phone say to you, I don't know, the doorbell is ringing or, you know, the smoke detector has gone off. Now, we all know smoke detectors are notoriously um, dodgy, don't we? How many times have you set off the smoke oh, yeah. detector in your kitchen because you've let the toast burn? You know, but it yeah, doesn't... My, my brother and sister in my brother and sister in law had one that always went off when they toasted anything. Yeah. Well, anything in the toaster, <laughs> the damn so thing sensitive. goes off. You know, 
I mean, yeah. I, I'll be honest, right? In the end, I got so annoyed with the, my smoke detector in the kitchen, I took a hammer and knocked it off the ceiling and threw it away. <laughs> now, that's maybe not the most sensible thing in the world, but the trouble was, every time I put anything in the oven or anything in the toaster, the damn thing would go off. So it was like, yeah. it's worse than useless. <laughs> Smash it off and throw it away. <clears throat> Obviously, the ones in the bedrooms and everywhere else were left, but yeah, every time I've you know, fried some well, eggs, the damn thing would go off. It's like, sorry. I, I had a similar problem with uh, the one outside my kitchen. Yeah. Uh, the slightest thing was, even steam would set it off. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we've now all had to have um, new fire, fire alarms installed mm. into, into our houses in Scotland. Uh, and they all have to be interconnected wirelessly. So that if one oh, goes off, right. they, they all go off. Uh, and they seem to be much, much more... Uh, uh, capable of dealing with burnt toast and actual fires because uh, I, I burnt a couple of bits of toast since I got this installed and it hasn't gone off, so they, they well, have improved. Oh, well, that's good. They've obviously uh, obviously improved them. Send, send, send yeah. me the link, Send me the link. It was a new regulation in Scotland that all the fire alarms had to be wirelessly connected, so if one goes off in the kitchen when you're in your bed, yeah, uh, it'll set off the one outside your bedroom. So yeah, well, all right. Yeah, send me the link, mate, because we want something like that down here. Because at the minute, right, we've got this situation where the other day, you know, somebody burned their toast. Because where I'm living at the moment it is a complex of buildings, right, and all the fire alarms are, are linked. So the woman who lives about four days doors away, accidentally burned her toast and it set the damn fire alarm off. And all the fire alarms in the whole complex went off. So we all had to come out sta- outside and stand in the courtyard for about two hours till the fire brigade came in and went, who set the fire alarm off? And the woman went, sorry, I burnt my toast. They go, it's not actually a fire? No. <laughs> <laughs> they were not pleased, right? Because the police and oh, the thanks. ambulance yeah. and the whole, you know, the whole crew turned up and they're like why are the fire alarms going off i burnt some toast they're like oh jesus you know really <laughs> and yet bizarrely right you can smoke a cigarette underneath one and it won't go off it's very strange very strange yeah. there you go anyway we've got a, gone a little off piece we? yes we have gone <laughs> off piece okay so anyway good old tim tim cook as uh, you know those two articles are well worth reading and it's Tim Cook talking about, um, you know, diversity and um, so on and, and doing the right thing. Um, apparently, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo. Oh, we're, are we going to do it? Ming-Chi Kuo. Yeah. Rumours. Sorry, Carl, we've stolen it again. Um, a new Apple TV is to launch in the second half of 2022 with a lower price possibility. Um, I'm not going to get into that. whoop de doo Okay. Ming-Chi Kuo says that a new Apple TV might get launched. Well, okay. No big deal there. And it might be cheaper. Oh, well. Yeah, well, we'll believe that when it happens. When it happens, exactly. So Apple we'll skip don't over. tend to lower prices, do they? No. Very um, much. Okay, the Apple at work, um, which is the Apple for enterprise thing, Apple went for business enterprise, I believe, is now going to allow uh, a feature for those who use this as a, um, uh, you know, to manage multiple Apple devices 
is um, going to now allow the installation of non-App Store apps on Mac OS, um, which is part of the Apple Business Essentials, um, which was recently in beta. Again, we won't don't need to dig in this for a lot. But basically, um, during the trial period, uh, the beta period, Apple only allowed the if you were using the Apple Business Essentials beta it only allowed you to install um apps from the mac app store um and their highest request was please can we install apps not from the app store because we all know um realistically for business very many of the apps you're talking about uh are not available in the app store i mean you know the adobe apps the um rogue amoeba apps the microsoft apps whatever are not available through the mac app store uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not i'm not sure it's that to be honest uh, simon i think it's much more about businesses being able to write their own apps and not having to use the app store to roll out their own apps well it could be that as well because, that could be that because as well. at the moment that 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 the, the app store is sort of the conduit through which all these apps that are specific to a company are never going to actually find their way out to no they're not going outside but they're still having to use the app store mechanism so it would make to me it would make sense to do this because then they're going to be able to install stuff for themselves as it were well that's also a valid point nick and I, i i totally get that that's also true but you know to be fair you know if you want to use uh apple business essentials to control you know multiple macs across a um you know across an enterprise if you are using yeah. i don't know say microsoft office which is very common i don't think you can install that via the mac app store you can't install the adobe apps you can't install rogue amoeba apps you know what i mean there's a lot of enterprise level apps or things that companies with a lot of Macs might want and they're not available for, through the Mac App Store. So there's both of those things. So anyway, Apple have, you know, none of, none of us are using the Apple business essentials, obviously, but they've said as it's I come out... It's of, a, I, suppose it's fair to, I suppose it's fair to say it's a slight change in direction, isn't it? For well, I, I think it's simply, in this case, I think it's simply beta feedback from the beta program you know, businesses. Yeah, but, yeah, but what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm saying though is that Apple wouldn't have had done this before, so it, it's definitely a new, slightly different direction to what they've done before. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're right. A bit like the whole, you know, um, Safari debacle, where in the beta people were screaming at them, saying, "What are you doing here?" The end version. It seems to. It seems to me when you look back over the last few years, Apple have softened on a few things. Um, they used to be very staunchly. This is the way we work. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and 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 that's it. You've just got to live with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, and it seems to me that Apple definitely have become a little bit um, more flexible, shall we say? I I think Apple have become more feedback responsive. Let's put it that that way. Yes. That, yes, uh, definitely you know, that. Yeah. Since they've since they've rolled out the public beta programs, I think they have begun to get more feedback from you know average users who say like i hate this this change is horrible don't do it um and once upon a time they would have gone it's our way or the highway as they put it sometimes yeah and um what do you think jim um it's nice to see him becoming a bit more flexible 
Um, I, I certainly, I certainly, when I was doing some of the beta programs for the iPad, um, I was, I was definitely feeding back information to them. What they weren't doing was giving you any feedback from. No, from they your, unfortunately yeah, they don't feedback. Yeah. <laughs> they don't feedback so on op- your feedback. No, they don't. Yeah, they're, they're they're opening up to other things, but things like that, you know, feedback to to you seems to be slightly missing. Yeah. But I think I think the point of the beta, you know, the public betas for whether it be the iPad, the watch, whatever, is they're mostly looking for people sending them feedback going, this is broken or this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't give you any personal feedback. Um, mm-hmm. but for what it's worth, several of the other betas I'm on, like Proton and um, Slack and, um, oh, uh, oh, can't remember it now. One of one of the photo, one of the photo editing programs. I am, and if I send in, you know, feedback, they will feedback to me saying thank mm-hmm. you very much, and either you know explain more or whatever. But Apple, Apple's huge, so I'm not surprised that they can't reply to everybody. But the point is, what they're doing yeah. is aggregating it, and if they get a lot of you know negative comments about a change. I think they are now paying more attention, whereas once upon a time they would have just gone on regardless. Um, yeah. So there we are. Uh, okay, where are we? Um, uh, uh, what's this one? It's, uh, it's Pegatron, isn't it? Pegatron, yes. Pegatron issues production warning. Yes, has issued a, a production warning because um, of uh, Chinese lockdowns. Um, yeah, this the, 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 this is all around the fact that China seemed to think that they could control um, the Omicron version of COVID, which they couldn't. No, um, but they <clears throat> they seem to think that they could, and they've <laughs> so they had, had huge lockdowns. Yes, particularly yeah. around Shanghai, and um, the result is that Pegatron has said that due to you know restrictions, they may not be able basically to basically people not being in work. Yes, they might so, not be able to meet their production targets, which might impact well, uh, Apple's... I've already seen uh, people revolting against these lockdowns. Mm. Um, yeah. And you're also seeing car companies putting out cars without uh, the chips. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Because uh, well, we can't get them anyway. Uh, they can't, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I remember um, a story, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I believe, um, I think it might have been BMW. Were issue, you were sending out cars without certain chips in them, saying when they're available, mm. you can bring it back to the dealer and get the chips put in. But right now, we yeah, because sometimes do. sometimes the chips may be maybe just controlling the esoteric bits of the. Oh yeah, when well, we're not talking, we, we're not talking about um, we're not talking about the chips that run major the car control well. systems. No, but they're saying <laughs> things like the the chips that maybe automatically, uh, you know, retract your wing mirrors, or um, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. you yeah. might or, or or control your um, in car entertainment. Right, right now, if you buy one of these cars, it might not have. Or one of the, um, uh, I mean, when I went to test the EC4, which is obviously the car you've got, Nick, um, the yeah. version I had uh, or test drove had um the a wireless charging pad right under the dash it was like just chuck your phone yeah. in there and it will wirelessly charge while you're driving around and the bloke said well the one you get that might not actually have that working when you first get it because apparently there's a shortage of those chips 
I don't know if that's true or not, but the point is, if you get one, right, it was like you might have to come back when that chip was available to enable the wireless charging pad in, you know, under the dash. So, you know, yes. they're minor things. They're things like automatic window closures and automatic temperature control, you know. Yeah, my uh, my neighbour's waiting for an waiting for an Audi, and uh, he's still waiting. So, mm. Yeah, he ordered it. I think he ordered his car not long after I ordered mine, and he's still waiting for his. So, well, that's yeah. just how it goes. Okay, what have we got? Here? The, 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 it certainly has opened your eyes. You know, this COVID uh, that's causing all the problems with the chips. You know, the people can't mm. manufacture them. It certainly opened your eyes to how much we have become reliant on anything electronic that you know, oh, yeah. has a chip in yeah. it. And the, the worrying thing is, you know. Yeah, a lot of medical stuff now relies on chips to do oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, Almost everything in our daily lives is yeah. controlled by a computer somewhere. Yeah, It, it, it certainly should open uh, manufacturers' eyes. We've talked about this before. It should really open manufacturers' eyes to the realisation the realization they should not rely on China as their main chip source. They have to, they have to spread it about and manufacture at home. Yeah. Yeah. The trouble is, got some backup somewhere. Yeah, but as we've said before, it's a huge investment, and you have to have a very skilled yep. Yep. workforce to do so. Okay, so what mm-hmm. else have we got? Um, Apple apparently has accidentally leaked surprise upgrades to new iPhone release. Now, this was from Forbes, which we know we're not huge fans of Forbes, but um, this is Mark Gurman, um, and apparently, um, there are. Oh, thank you. I'm not listening. Yeah, I know. We're not listening. I don't want to know about the next iPhone. No. There will be. But apparently there are clues in the code of the iOS 5.5 beta release, the recent one, which, by the way, I've installed, of course, because I'm a loom. German states that spoilers within the code are because the update will quietly add compatibility for next-gen iMacs to all supported phones. Um, so when are these new mysterious iMacs? The big date to circle in your calendar is June, June the 6th. So apparently, according to, you know, Mr. German and digging around in the latest beta release, new Macs may be announced at, at WWDC. Uh, I'm not going to go into it anymore on that because we don't really care much about rumours. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll wait, and, wait until it happens. We will wait until it happens, indeed. Um, abandoned apps policy could see one-third of apps removed from App Store and Google Play, according to 9to5Mac. Uh, and uh, we talked about this last week, didn't we, Nick? And uh, I think the truth is, you know, as, as far as I understand Apple's policy, it is if it hasn't been updated in you know, two to three years, and it doesn't meet a download threshold, which probably means it works perfectly well. You know, if you've got a game and it doesn't need changing and millions of people are still downloading, you know, let's say Candy Crush, right? For just pick a name yeah, my, out. My only, my only concern with this, so, so this morning I was helping someone at church install an app called um, Pan Tilt Zoom, which controls Ooh. our camera. Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that their downloads are fairly small uh, on the whole. Uh, but it's um, eight ninety nine for a start, which will put a lot of people off. I don't know. Um, 
but it's fairly specialist, really. And I'm, it just worries me that it depends on where the thresholds are, doesn't it, really? I, I suspect that a, a program like that has probably had updates within the last three years or two years, even a year. Yeah, I did look recently, and it's not, not that recently. Not that recently, okay. So, but, you know, as, um, you know, Daring Fireball, uh, I'm completely blank. Look, how much of an idiot am I? Um, German. No, not German. No. no. John Gruber. John Gruber. Who John Gruber, right, yeah. Said, you know, as far as I understand it, the rules will allow you, as long as you meet a reasonable ne- level of downloads, you can put in an appeal. If they go, we're going to remove your app because it's not been updated in, like, let's say, two years. If you say, I'm appealing this because there is no reason to make an update to our app, it works perfectly fine, yeah? And X number of people are using it. You know, our average daily users or whatever is X. Apple will go, okay, fine, no problem. So, you know, take read, you can read that as you will. I think this is a bit of a hysteria, to be honest. Yeah, they, I think you're going... right, because it, it, uh, I'm just reading through it now, and it seems as if Apple are going to notify them. I yeah. mean, it's not, it's not, if they not ignore like the email from Apple saying, we're going to remove your app, then, well, then it deserves to go. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If they can't be bothered to respond to an email that's saying I, we're going to remove I, I it, think, then, I well, think, then it'll get removed. I think they're very much doing the, oh, oh, you've got a fart app that was popular like 10 years ago and you've done no <laughs> update and nobody's, yeah. in, you know, and nobody's downloaded that's it That's right. Since. No, no, one's on, no one's on the exi- on the email that you gave us anymore. So, yeah, and yeah. nobody's, you know, and nobody's right. updated it since, you know, System 7, well, you know, or iOS 7 or whatever, you know, goodbye, we're just clearing a load of cruft out. And John Gruber said they've been doing this for years. About every six months they go through and sweep a load of cruft out. It's just this time they've actually told developers we're going to be a little bit more aggressive and if you want to contact us and tell us why we shouldn't remove your app, that's fine. So there we go. Uh, but apparently Google Play are doing exactly that, uh, the same. So, yeah, sorry. I just hope that they, I just hope they remember the man in the middle, and that is the user. Mm. Um, if, if if you've gone and bought an app that's still available in the iTunes, the, the Apple Store, App Store, I should say, uh, if you've gone and bought it and paid good money for it, and then Apple discontinues it, you know, by removing it, um, do you get your money back? I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. It is true, but I don't think anything. If you, if I don't think anything, right, that is actively used by any number of people and is actively maintained, mm. because you know, as Gruber said, you know, even if the, if they write to you and go, you haven't updated your app in two years, right? But X number of people are downloading mm. it, you know. Um, you're at risk of being downloaded, you know, or deleted. If you just write back and say, well, the reason it's not being updated is because there's no reason to update it. It works perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, does, anyone, does anyone else get just a little bit bored of all the skies falling stories? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, indeed. You seem to have so many of them, don't you we? You know, the skies uh, falling. The, the, no, your no. Your computer's going to die tomorrow. Because your computer's going to die tomorrow because of a virus. Your, your, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Everything's going to stop working on this date. Oh, it's just yeah. annoying. <laughs> I mean, the the Y2K thing, which a lot of people oh, now yes. look yeah. look back on and say was a huge amount of hysteria. Um, it wasn't really hysteria. No, some, some things... Some things genuinely needed updating, but they got the, updated, so we didn't notice it. It didn't end up being a disaster, but, the, you know, the papers made it into a huge disaster story. Oh, they did. But afterwards... But afterwards, people said, what was all the fuss about? Nothing happened. But the reason for that was a huge army of people who work in IT support spent a year and a half going combing through endless systems making sure they wouldn't break you know and if they found that they suffered from that bug fixing it um so i'd like i'd like to believe i'd like to believe that companies learn their lessons on this thing but i'm afraid they don't so well they don't but my working life i was i was doing capacity planning Mm. and uh, they they go from one thing to another. So they didn't have a capacity planner. They used to have a capacity planner. Then they didn't. Nothing was breaking, so they got rid of him. And mm. then things broke. So yeah, they so then the... employed a capacity planner. I mean, it's uh, yes, I know. It's it's frustrating. It's really difficult to justify your job when your job is to make sure nothing goes wrong. I know. How do you know. measure whether you're doing your job? Job or not? <laughs> I know. Well, I I tell you yeah. a side story here, which. Is kind of related to my, you know, my job in print, which is, yeah, I get really, really riled up, you know, grinds my gears, makes steam come out of my ears, is <laughs> the number of stories I read in Apple News, which is not nothing to do with Apple News, by the way, they're just, just a feed and it's an aggregator from yeah. top quote unquote top quality newspapers where the spelling and grammar is absolutely <laughs> appalling. It's like, do none of you ever employ proofreaders and sub-editors anymore? The answer is that is no, right? That's a whole tranche, to use a poncy word, which I actually don't like, but there's a huge tranche of people who used to work in the news and print industry, who have been disposed of, right? Chucked right. on the scrappy... For exactly the same reasons, I expect. Exactly the same reasons. Someone someone somewhere seemed to think that they weren't doing any, any, adding any value. They did not add well, any then, value. And then afterwards, you find out, actually, they were. <laughs> they did add value, because yeah. I read... And I don't mean... I'm, talk, I'm, I'm not talking about BuzzFeed or, you know, no, some no, other... No. So I'm talking yeah. about the independent. The Guardian, yeah. the Times. The Guardian, the Groniad. Groniad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. That's still famous. Uh, somebody posted one on Twitter the other day where the, the Groniad had posted a um, an article with a huge drop cap, and it should have been a G and it was an F, right? And one is, <laughs> you know, the start of the article was a huge drop cap, you know, like 10 lines deep. It should have been yes. a G and it was an F. Fine. Okay. Oops. Whoops, although, as somebody once told me in early in my career in thing, if you're going to make a typo, make it in 96-point black type. <laughs> because no one, will, yes. no one will see it, right? They'll read what they think it says, not what you've actually typed. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
it, it really grinds my gears. Because <laughs> the other day, there was one, and the headline, right, the headline should have said something about office choices, and all the Cs were Vs. Every single C in the <laughs> sentence were Vs. And that was the headline, right? And it <laughs> scrolled oh, up in Apple News, and it was like, really? I mean, I don't know C and V are an easy typo to do, but for God's sake, terrible. Well, yeah, I I, I used to have uh, Grammarly on my devices for mm. spell checking and grammar checking. Yeah, and I eventually gave, deleted it all because it couldn't do the job correctly. No. Things like I've it would put I I'd oh right. you know, I yeah well. The trouble, yeah. the trouble it would, with it would put ID. Yeah, the trouble with machine learning is the same as the autocorrect. Mm. It does its best. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't mind the autocorrect when it's tr- apart from when I'm trying to type something and it keeps recorrecting it back to what it thinks it is when I typed <laughs> it a second time. But yeah, most of the time, actually, if you turn it off, you'll realise that your typing on an iPhone is absolutely appalling, and you type oh, garbage. Oh yeah, that's true. Right, turn it off, and you'll oh. find that you type garbage. Um, but occasionally it becomes annoying. autocorrection. Autocorrection is the bend of my life. <laughs> no, the bend of your life. No, or the bend <laughs> yeah, of or my the, life, or, or the bone of your life, perhaps. Yeah. Autocorrection <laughs> is the bone of your life. Exactly. That is the problem. You know, when it decides that. It... What I find with mine on my phone, right, is if it thinks I've typed something and it decides that that's why i'm trying to type it won't let it go yeah right? yeah i know what you mean you, yeah. you try retyping it and it goes like in this case let's say bone right and i'm mm. trying to type something and yeah. it says bone like no type it in again but and it auto corrects it to bone no will you give up i know i should tap the thing of my choice on the top nobody don't at me people i know you should tap your own typing on the top left but you know, when you're in the in the middle of a text, you type something and it goes, you know, I don't know, whatever it is you're typing. Yeah, in. yeah. It's, it's you only bone. have to you only have to look at our you only have to look at our church WhatsApp group. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about everyone else. It happens to me as well. Oh, it happens to yeah. all of us. Misspelling and and uh, and just completely missing whole words in yep. the middle of sentences. Yeah, it, it, it happens it all happens. the time. It so. happens, <laughs> and we all accept. I'm afraid that. we have to uh, live we live with that these we days. We live with that these days. Yeah. We, it's just something we just accept. So yeah, we get very. The reason that people get very annoyed about autocorrect, whether it's the Mac, the iOS, Android, whatever. It's because actually we only notice it when it decides that it wants to choose a word we don't want. What we don't yeah, realise is, is the millions of times that we miss typing words all the time and the autocorrect yes, is going... correcting them for us. It's correcting yeah. stupid typos all the time. And uh, but, but, when people start... Yeah, like, com- no, yeah, go, uh, go on then, Jim, go on. No, I was actually going to say, but uh, like, like you said yourself... Things like pay, you know, newspapers should know, should know better. They yeah. should know better. How to spell. Yeah, they should know. They should know. And and the thing, the times. I mean, things I've read. The other things I've found lately in um, newspaper articles is basically I will call them buggered up corrections, where somebody has probably tried to select two words right and meant to overtype them with two new words. But somehow, without paying attention, they've touched the mouse or the, um, you know, the trackpad 
So they've tried to, let's say they tried to replace they'd done with we did, but they don't manage to do it correctly. So it goes, they'd, we did done. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, and you can see what they've done. I understand how it's happened because I work in that trade. That's things I've done, but it's just like, you've got no proofreaders and no sub editors and no, yeah. And that's just been fired yeah, off. Things aren't... They've been to the Eric Morecambe School of Spelling. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The play yeah. that I wrote. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I yeah. have done, I have played all the right notes, just not necessarily in the correct order. In the right order. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move anyway, on. Anyway, can I suggest we move on? Cause yes, time indeed. Is running on a pace. Time is running on, and we're going to get a very long show. Um, Nothing to see. Move on. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. Okay. Um, the non-pro look at the entry-level 14-inch MacBook Pro. Um, we're gonna not going to go into this. This is Guy who's doing a very short uh, review or re-review of the MacBook Pro. I mean, he says the entry-level uh, MacBook Pro, which is not quite true because the 13-inch currently is the entry-level MacBook Pro. But you know, never mind. It's worth a it's worth a read. Okay. Um, and I'm a die-hard Windows fan, but the M1 Mac Mini converted me, which was on Digital Trends, and is also worth a read, where he compares why, or I say he, I'm guessing there actually, they, they compare the um, their experience with the M1 Mac Mini um, to their previous... Um, windows experiences so which is yeah i've seen one of, i've seen one or two youtube um ones of of late saying the same sort of thing which is interesting that people are still switching yeah people are still coming across and saying oh actually this is easier or this is better so, well it, that's it, good it, in this I'm case sure there's just as many going the other way possibly <laughs> but in this case this yeah. person says that they, they, you know they were heavily de- dedicated to their um windows surface products but the you know the M1 Mac Mini has made them feel that maybe you know I doubt they've switched yeah. forever. Well, just... the fact is we tend to forget, don't we? When when you're out of the the uh, culture of one either PC or Mac or Linux or whoever, when you're when you're not watching the others, you forget that they're improving. Yes, your your, your experience might be improving on your f- platform. But the others are improving as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact is, I mean, we, we've spent the last, what, 20, 30 years all leapfrogging one another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. indeed. The we PC have. gets better, the Mac gets better, the PC gets better. Yeah, better. and they all steal ideas off each other. And this is why, what I was saying yeah, earlier course. about the Zeitgeist, if you now look at Ubuntu and Windows and Mac, there's very little for the average, yeah, not, not the tech nerd, right, who likes to dig inside the guts. Yeah. But for the average user, you can choose a, a, a flavor of Linux that looks like Windows, or you can choose a flavor of Linux that looks like the Mac, or you can customize it to your own personal choice, which is why for many years, obviously also professionally at work, I needed to have a, a Windows virtual machine. And because that made, instead of having to actually literally have a physical PC on my desk next to my Mac, I ran a virtual machine. The 
the Ubuntu machine that I've maintained for many, many years, and I keep up with the Ubuntu updates and all the rest, is purely out of interest. And yeah. I can't claim to be a basic uh, Ubuntu user because I insist on running the GNOME fallback desktop, okay, which is more Mac-like than the one they installed by default. But that said, I like to keep an eye on what's going on. Um, so there you go. Yeah. And if you are in a world where you are dealing with multiple platforms, you realise that actually, you know, the, the, the whole kind of Mac versus PC of 20 years ago is long dead, long dead. It's not that I important. thought it was interesting in the Slack room, um, I think it was, was it Alistair who actually raised something about power users? Yeah. And... Uh, one of the comments I made was that I, I think a lot of people who think they're power users aren't. No, exactly. I think that was... some people think that if they. I think some people think that if they use their computers a lot, they're power users. But that, oh, I spend all day. Power on... user means. No, that's not power user, is it? <laughs> no, I spend all day on my computer. Therefore, I'm a power user. No, you're not. If you spend your day in Slack yeah, it's, and it's, Facebook, it's only and... if you. It's only if you're using software that is really pushing the processors and whatever. That's a power user. Someone, that's someone who's actually user. trying to do multiple things and is actually sort of finding that the, they're yeah, running into the edge cases because you they're know, trying to do so you, much. You, you, yeah. are, you are pushing the machine to the edge. A lot of people think that... It's a that, little bit like all those who, bu- who bought studios. I'm not sure that all of those people need them. <laughs> no, but, you know... <laughs> they, just, it, they just wanted them. <laughs> they just want one. Well, and there's no, if you've got the money, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, you want the best machine no, you no, can get hold of. No. But at the same time, yes, you know, I'd like a studio. It's not the same as I need a studio. Okay. Um, apparently, we'll we'll skip along. Um, Google is dropping the headphone jack from Pixel phones, according to Business Insider. We don't need to go into that, but for all their poking fun at Apple oh, about I, it, I suppose we should. I suppose we should. Yeah, we should say. Yeah, what a surprise! Because mm. <laughs> it is. And actually, actually, the surprise yeah. is that it's taken them that long. Because didn't Samsung actually publish some ads t- poking fun at Apple, and then in their next, oh, release, I'm sure they did. Yes, I'm sure and, they did. And then the next Any year, excuse. and then the next year, they actually dropped the headphone jack themselves. Um, apparently, according to Mac rumors, there's an Apple CarPlay workaround for Teslas. As long as you, um, in you know, want to install a Raspberry Pi and whatnot, if you're absolutely desperate, <laughs> right? No, it, honestly, I, I looked at the article. If you absolutely def- desperate to have Apple CarPlay in your Tesla. Then you need to buy a Raspberry Pi and do this huge hack. But anyway, yeah, I've spent a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on my Tesla, and I'm determined that I'm going to have Apple, Apple CarPlay <laughs> rather than Google. So I'll, I'll have a I'll have a fifteen fifteen quid. <laughs> yeah, a fifteen quid with um, Raspberry Raspberry Pi by zero me, yeah. or Raspberry Pi zero or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> on the security and privacy front. Um, this one's actually worth a mention because um, warnings issued over new profile pick app, which might send your personal data to Russia, which is um, actually I met a guy uh, the other day who was extolling the virtues of this new app he'd found, which basically you give it a photo and an AI turns it into a painted portrait. And it's very good and it's very clever, by the way. And there's various styles you can choose. 
But like all those things, like age my face and all the other things we've seen before, guess what? Information appears to be being, you know, sucked out of your phone and sent back to Russia. Um, read the article. Honestly, I think most people couldn't care less. Uh, like, like we've said before. Uh, most I, people don't care. It amazes me, you know, the number of people. No, it amazes me the number of people on Facebook who do these, you know, uh, oh, quizzes or, quizzes, or, or you stuff. Know. And, and as soon as you click on them, because I have clicked on them to see what they do, the first thing it says is, we're going to send uh, your details uh, and we're going to share all your friends' details to this thing. Yeah. I thought, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> right. And I've cancelled out of them. But so many people do it. All right. Now, in this case, this one is one to scare you then, Nick. Yes. Which is... A top 100,000 websites collect everything you type before you hit submit. Um, and interesting. It, uh, How do they do that? Well, basically, they're installing they're, they're installing keyloggers inside their website. Um, naughty if they really are top 100. No, no. Out of the top 100 websites, Top 100,000 websites actually collect everything you type before you hit submit. And this is on Wired, uh, via, via Ars Technica. So that's worth a read. I'm not going to dig into it now because we've been going on for a long time. But okay. That's, that's, I mean, we were talking about English, weren't we? That's terrible English. What does that mean? Some top 100,000. Yes, I know. It's it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Uh, anyway, read read the article because they do actually explain it. It's a terrible type. It's a terrible headline. I agree. Doesn't actually make any sense. <laughs> but at, what they did is the researchers checked the top one hundred thousand websites, and out of them, there is a su- surprisingly large number who have installed keyloggers, which record what you uh-huh. type. Even if you decide, oh, no, actually, I don't want to sign up, and you click cancel, but they've recorded what you type. There we go. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised Apple allows that. I must admit. Well, it's on the web. It's nothing to do with the thing. It's via the website. Nothing to do with apps. Yeah, but yeah, what? Yeah, but there must be a security thing, surely. I have no idea. It must be a security thing if they're if they're installing keyloggers. No, no, the keylogger is on and... their website. Their keylogger is on their website. Yes, so but, when you... yes, but it's 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 running on your machine. Uh, I think I see what you mean. So no. so, so yes, they're they're recording what you're what typing. You, what on you their type website. into yeah. their website, whether you hit submit or not. So if you fill in a form and then go, you know what? Actually, no, they've recorded whatever details you've entered before you go. No, cancel. Whereas, as I say, you know, in oh, the article. Most of us would assume that if we type some stuff into a web form and then go, do you know what? I suppose it doesn't. Uh, I suppose it doesn't say who the hundred websites are, does it? No, no, no. Websites. But there's, 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 I read through it, and yeah, out of the hundred thousand, a surprisingly large number do have key loggers on their websites, but it's not very specific. It, what I'm saying is, it's, it's sm- it smacks of it smacks of the sky is falling again. It me. is a bit of a Sorry. skies. It is a bit of a skies falling, but it is also if they're not being spe- if they're not being specific, it's a bit. Of, what, why tell us? Why? T- well, why tell us that that's happening if if, but, uh, if they're not giving any proof that it actually is? Well, you, I you think you'd like it, to know who they are and also yes. what you can do well, to stop it. Yeah. Yes, very much so. But I'm just saying that was it was on Ars Technica, and Ars Technica is not exactly a trash site, so. No, um, no, no, they're not fly by night, definitely. No, they're, they're not. 
So I'm just saying, it's just, you know, you're saying you've typed things into sites before and then gone, nah, no, cancel, you know. Sometimes they may actually be logging what you type in regardless. Okay, we're going to we're going to scoot yes. on now. I mean, they're um, definitely they're definitely got, logging. They're definitely logging stuff the way you've pressed enter, definitely. Yes. But, uh, well, that, you know, as it says in that sometimes article, sometimes you'll get an email, won't you? Sometimes we, you'll get an email which says we noticed that you didn't complete your form. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. fine. I live I live with that. You didn't complete your form. Do yeah. you want to come back? No, I don't. But um what they're saying is, you know, the average user's expectation is if you type stuff into a form and then press cancel rather than submit, that that yes, that, that no one's seeing that has yeah. not That's collected right. any of that info. And what they're saying is, some sites are actually not respecting that; they are collecting your data whether you press cancel or not. Um, and and as Jim seems just said, to be, seems to be the way of the world. And as Jim said, what can you do to protect yourself against that? Well, I'm sure Apple and... Yes, it would be useful to know, wouldn't it? And um, I'm possibly nothing right at this minute, but I'm sure Apple and people like Ghostery and um, Proton will be coming out with things to prevent that at some point. Anyway. um, I hope so. Well, we would hope so. Okay, on to the um, worth of chirps. Apparently, Harvard scientists have discovered the cause of multiple sclerosis. Now, I take that headline with a pinch of salt, but it's a very important breakthrough, okay? Um, Absolutely. Multiple sclerosis, which is a progressive disease, as we know, and I know several people who suffer from it, um, and there is no definitive cure. Um, Apparently, Harvard scientists have now determined it may well be caused by an infection with... Epstein-Barr virus, known as EBV. Um, Ah. Okay, the hypothesis that EBV causes MS has been invested by our groups and others for many years. Um, This is the first study which provides compelling evidence of causality because, uh, as scientists will tell you, um, correlation is not causality. Um, Anyway, for those who don't know... um, MS is a chronic inflammatory disease of the central nervous system which attacks attacks the myelin sheaths which protects the neurons in the brain, spinal cord and nerves. Its cause is not known, okay? Um, A top suspect is EBV, which is a herpes virus um, and cause a lifelong infection. Uh, A causal relationship between the virus and the disease has been difficult to prove because apparently approximately 95% of adults carry EBV and MS is a relatively rare disease. So anyway, uh, you can read the rest yourselves, but basically... um, It's a a decent-sized study anyway, 10 million. Yes, it's not a, a, you know, it's not not one of these, oh, we studied a thousand people and some of them had got, you know, have had chicken pox when they were kids. No, this is a proper study by a proper scientific team. And if it proves to be true, this is from a site called The Brighter Side of News. And I think, I think um, you sent that in, didn't you, Jim? Yeah. Uh Yeah. So. um, that's, That's good news. Any, any any steps forward are always good. Any step forward is good. And obviously, apparently, EBV is a type of HPV, which is human papillomavirus, which is, you know. Uh, but yeah. this, oh, no, sorry, it's not. This is a herp, a variant of the herpes virus. Sorry, not um, HPV mm. is, is, is warts, isn't it? Anyway, 
whatever. Um, yeah. If it's if it's proven to be true, it would probably not be very difficult to um, you know engineer a vaccine against EBV, and uh, you know no one else would ever have to suffer from multiple sclerosis. And as I say, I know several That'd people. I know good thing. I know for a fact, for for example, the Mac <clears throat> the Mac mommy. You know, um, she suffers from MS and it's, you know, not a pleasant disease. There we go. At this point, I'm going to do a Chuck Joiner and say the show got rather long and uh, we rant rather off-piste. So this show will continue in 255A where myself, Jim and Nick go somewhat off-topic and that will be a bonus episode. Thank you. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchocks and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hi, my name is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS at InTouchWithIOS.com with my co-host, Warren Sklar. We talk about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. We also have some great Apple guests from the Apple community that also talk to us uh, relating to any tips, any apps, any news of the day, anything that's going on with Apple. Please give us a listen. Our website is InTouchWithIOS.com. Another time. Until then, goodbye.